0: joining another podcast for the Cloud Evangelist website. My name is Richard Morrell. Thanks for taking time out your your to download this far. And if you're listening on an iPod or an iPad, proof that the magic works, you're listening via iTunes. So today I'm joined by my opposite number, my compadre, Frederick. We're sitting in uh, Frankfurt at the Red Hat offices. Frederick, take two minutes to introduce yourself. Thank you very much, Richard. It's a
1: pleasure. <laughs> the gravelly voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Um, my name is Frederick Beltsma. I'm the business unit manager for the EMEA geography for Red Hat in the cloud business unit. And in that, what I do um, is uh, I work with customers, I work with our internal teams, and work with the yeah basically the, the other teams in Red Hat to uh, explain our mission in cloud, what is the strategy around cloud and how customers actually can become more effective in cloud, right? How can they basically start working with cloud? And my history really is with open source quite a long time. So um, I, worked, I worked together with the open source team already since 1994, um, joined Red Hat back around the 2000s, then went away for a few years and returned like five years ago
0: and now in this new really exciting role. A newly exciting world of cloud as well. So one of the major challenges that we have is that a lot of external voices trying to understand how Red Hat differentiates itself from just being a polished uh, subscription-based service around Linux. Why is it that we're different? Brilliant question, I think. So, Red Hat is
1: different in the cloud because Red Hat brings a unique value proposition to the new world of cloud. And what I what I mean basically um, by 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 going to that is that. Um, for, for the new world of cloud, it's like it's like different, a, different ages, right, you can think of. First you had the mainframe, then you had the client-server world, now you're coming to a world of cloud, and that world has different requirements, right, and Linux, as one part of Red Hat's portfolio, actually was already fulfilling a lot of these requirements, right, things like being easily scalable, being pretty secure, right, as a technology base and how it's developed, that's really good. But moving down the stack, basically, to components like JBoss, components like storage, and other cloud management components, the key requirement is not only that the product is basically bringing features like those, but it's also about being, for example, open, right? So being really an open tool set, because it's a new era of computing. Why would you actually, as a customer, put your bets on something which is not open and which is closed down, right? Mm -hmm. The customers need to think about, the new world really is a new era of computing, and there's easy inroads in some of the spots into those new eras of computing, but it's a new thinking of about computing. It goes fur, far further down the road than just technology technology bits. It goes into the direction of how do I really consume? How open am I? And those are really
0: the areas how people should think about Red Hat as a cloud computing leader. So the acquisitions of JBoss, the acquisitions of Kubernetes. working now with the whole Manage IQ stack as we bring that into the Red Hat value prop. It's an ever-changing animal. And, you know, Red Hat, as we've grown up, we've also brought in the consulting side of the business to allow customers to engage better to get the best out of their ambition in cloud. You know, you as the principal voice of cloud in Europe, I mean people assume that I'm the principal voice of cloud in Europe I'm not, you are uh, I just seem to be Googleable more than you are but we're, we're soon going to change that, stick with me kid I'll make you famous um, You know. I think it, it's more now how do we help customers with a lot of new skill sets that they have with Ruby, Python, Java start embracing cloud and how do, how do we help manage their ambition as they want to start moving those workloads to cloud I think on the one side um, we have really the like what I first started, like the big picture you need
1: to discuss, right? So you need to understand all of all of the different aspects, like from the str- IT strategical part, right? So it's about what is your IT strategy striving to do in the next few years? How is the architecture looking like you want to do this, and how can you do most of those things maybe with an open approach? Mm-hmm. So it could be open source, and um, it's also about. Yeah, is the intellectual property free to use and all of the different po- uh, possibilities can you go out and just deploy the workloads you're talking about really in a cloud style so can you just run them everywhere you want more or less right and not be re- restricted by by licensing uh, terms which you maybe have with your other vendors so that is that is really one part of it right then you have the high level discussion so to say and where can I really use it then what you what you can do, is really look at the key areas where you can bring value quickly also into your projects, right? And what we do there basically is we are looking for those values and take, for example, Platform as a Service as one of the examples. That, that is really an, an era where, where customers can pretty easily access value out of the cloud because they are just um, installing, if you want, a black box, Right. Still, it connects up to their their other systems in in, in which they're already using for systems management and other things, but it's basically a black box, which then the customers can use to just get value out of a cloud solution very quickly without kind of having to rethink their architecture all at once. So we're offering multiple of these inroads, I would call it perhaps, Mm -hmm. into cloud. Platform as a service, one pretty easy to consume one. Um, and also engagements who just are looking with the customer together at the architecture pieces and um, then really identifying those specific examples where the customer can pretty quickly get time to market and also um, cost benefits by choosing an open solution in the cloud.
0: But for an organization potentially which is maybe already invested in alternative technologies such as Zen or VMware, it's certainly not a closed door. So, one
1: thing really Hat stands for is open standards. Mm-hmm. And open standards mean for us that we work together with our toolkit wherever possible, so to say, um, with other tools which are existing already, right? So we are, we are integrating with system management toolkits. You can, for example, in CloudForms, just use also VMware as the hypervisor. Mm-hmm. You can run OpenShift on top of VMware vSphere as well, right? So it's, it's as I said in the beginning, uh, early in the, in, the, in the last part, so to say, it's about Finding the easy inroads and open standards, next to being a standardization abstraction level, make that a lot easier. So people don't have to buy everything from Red Hat. No. Right? They can go ahead and just use the, the p- bits and pieces, so to say, of the architecture picture where it makes the most sense right now. Right, oh. And then realize that value over time and then move on to the next piece.
0: Okay. OpenShift. OpenShift. It's gone meteoric in the respect that the OpenShift uh, online experience has seen a massive growth since, even since December. I think we were seeing, there was a 40% increase in the number of projects that were signed up when I was talking to the OpenShift guys last month. And really we're starting to empower those customers who are starting to think about how they move those applications, not just the workloads, but the applications to cloud. Now, OpenShift as a alternative platform to Heroku, to, to be able to do your own stuff in cloud is a very valuable service proposition. Do you think OpenShift is going to move more into the enterprise space?
1: So there's, there's a whole lot of movements right now in the application space, right? So on the one side, it's about realizing um, platform as a service as an yeah, accelerator for getting more business value into, into our customers, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, they're looking for aligning. Um, when, when, for example, their marketing department asks them for new web pages or a new transactional system which they want to use mm-hmm. to just go out and do marketing activity, right? That used to be a process which is just, in many companies, and not only because of tools but also organizational topics, it's just a long process to go there, right? It's like you have first to start, get servers installed. If you're virtualized, then you open a ticket, which then basically takes you to the f- to a workflow, right? Mm. Um, which is somehow cer- certainly automated, but it's not very easy to consume right now. And basically then, after this process, someone you start coding. This process maybe takes, in some customers, definitely days, weeks. But what you typically see is it even takes months in in bigger installations, right? So And basically what OpenShift helps our customer base as an enterprise edition with is realizing that value of being quick in development so if the project comes right if if we basically got somebody hired for the project if uh-huh. you have, if you have staffed your project so to say You have an architect in there. You have some programmers in there. You have a project manager. If that is done, you can just go ahead and code, right? That's really the power of OpenShift.
0: So Red Hat have a multiple stack of technologies across the whole cloud space. So you have your Red Hat storage, you have your JBoss middleware, you have Manage IQ now providing us the billing, the metering, the chargeback, and also the introspection in cloud, as well as Red Hat Linux being the supported OS of choice on top of KVM and supported hypervisor. You know, we said before that customers have heterogeneous clouds with multiple types of hypervisors but really now red hat is positioned both as a thought leader but also as a technology partner to en- enable customers to start getting the best out of all aspects of cloud you know it's, it is a brave new world and you know we're not expecting customers to, to come and and, and and buy everything from red hat but also there is the opportunity now to do red hat and in a, in a more mature model bringing maturity to cloud Exactly, so w- what you see perhaps in, in, in the new world of
1: cloud, so to say, and then com- coming back to the enterprise world, what you see in the new world of cloud is that mainly open source is leading the innovation cycle there often, right? So think about the uh, NoSQL no databases and other new technologies coming up with cloud, right? These are based really on open source, which is a first, and actually our customers I think notice this, right? So they mm-hmm. really, they see this, right, and it's it's a further additional benefit of going to open source. As they see how quickly these things mature, right? And basically, the stacks we are now providing on top of that, right? And you said it; it it's basically starting with the with the virtualization layer, with Red Hat Enterprise Virtualization and OpenStack. It's going up to uh, to um, the next level, which is the operating system, which which is doing a great job in the cloud. And basically, going then to the middleware tier, storage tier, and the cloud management tier, right? Where we where we basically bring all of these then together. And make it easily consumable for the customer. And one of one of the use cases, I think, you see, and in, in, in really as a requirement from customers coming up, is really the, the management of, um, yeah, internal data centers and external data centers over time, which are managed on, out of a single pane of glass, if you want, right? So basically, just going ahead and um, managing those in as a complete stack or as parts of the stack, right? Um, out of one environment view so to say and really managing them as a utility as a service right Mm -hmm. and that's that's really a great value combined with the power of open source here
0: so from an open source perspective we also have the power of satellite and we have the power of cloud forms as well i mean it's been an exciting year for cloud forms and cloud forms working together very much with manage iq again is a new value proposition that red hat brings to the table exactly
1: and uh Especially um, the ManageIQ acquisition, which we have done in December, um, brings key capabilities, I think, for cloud management, right? So satellite is a very good tool to do patch management, to do Mm -hmm. systems management, config management, provisioning of systems. Um, And it's a completely different approach, though, compared to what ManageIQ does, because satellite is a traditional tool, a very good tool, very reliant tool, right? It's broadly used. and it, it uses an agent-based technology, if you want. So mm-hmm. it goes into the operating system, does patch management there, and all of the other things I, I just listed. Um, what ManageIQ does, though, is really they come um, as an agentless technology. They connect up to all the systems management tools you have, right? Things like the virtualization layer management toolkits, system management toolkits you have, and basically glue them all together. Mm-hmm. So, And that's kind of. The thing I think which is pretty unique because it's a glue which will go in the open source direction. Mm-hmm. And for, for an enterprise, that is actually pretty pretty good because they are not in a lock-in position when they design their systems management of the new cloud world. So they com- come basically to that world and can use open source technology to glue all of
0: this together and not be reliant on one vendor. Okay. So it's exciting times to be part of the Red Hat Cloud team. It's great times. Okay. You're going to be hearing a lot more from Frederick in the next coming weeks and months. I'll tell you where as soon as we know. Frederick, thanks very much for taking the time out of your day to record this. Thank you very much, Richard.